All right, basketball fans, we are locked in here. It is the official, for me, first round of the NCAA tournament. I've said that many, many times. I think this guy agrees with me, too. The first four is great, but this is really when it starts. The madness begins on Thursday. He is Adam Jardy for the Columbus Dispatch, very wired into this basketball team, travels with the team. He's there in Pittsburgh now at the paint can or wherever he is, stuffing his face with a permanente. Adam Jardy, everybody. Adam, good to, good to have you on the program, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'll tell you though, they don't they don't make many uh, many sandwiches here that are vegan friendly. So I'm I'm kind of struggling for my food options at the moment. I I would think Pittsburgh is a tough town, you know, for vegan <laughs> options. I'm I'm finding that so far. The food that we had at the arena was like pizza and uh, hot dogs, and so I'm a. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to finding somewhere that I can uh, watch some games tonight mm-hmm. and maybe enjoy, maybe enjoy a beverage and uh, certainly get something that I can eat. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to you in that quest. What, what I what I typically do if it's a town and I've had many many friends that have come from Pittsburgh, so I can talk to them. But if it's m- maybe a town I'm unfamiliar with, or I do like to cross check some of the famous TV shows that are in the food biz that to see if they really know where the good spots are. Like I figure guy knows where to stop and man versus food was a good one i think one of the other ones up in the little market there like uh, on the north side of downtown is a diner and it would have a line out the door and one of the big things you get there is a pancake covered with basically whipped cream and ice cream and candy and all that so i mean you talk about some of the unhealthy food options you have that is the place but it seems to go hand in hand with people visiting and traveling to watch basketball adam i mean we have to report and cover this stuff but I think we do, guys like you and I, relish the fans who get to take off work these two days and just go to all three sessions of first and second rounds, right? You get that cool little break in between the early games and the late games to just walk around, explore, maybe you get some great weather and get a drink or grab a bite. I mean, it's literally the best time of year. I mean, there's, there's really nothing better than this when you just constantly have the games on and you can bounce from here to there and check out this game, check out that game just immerse yourself in it. I mean, there's, it means the most for anybody all year when it comes to this sport. If you're, if you're around the sport at all, like this is what it's all for. And to be a part of it and to get to see it in person or to, yeah, take the day off and sit at home and, and flip through all the different channels. I mean, there's, it does not get better than this. And it's, it's so cliche to say, but it, it really is the best time of year. And I love it. We've talked before. And I, I, I think, you know, correct me if you're wrong, your parents kind of got you into the game, into the sport, loving basketball the way you do. Do you remember your earliest tournament memory when you first found out how awesome this was? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I, I can pretty clearly remember like that Ohio state final four run that, um, you know, we're not allowed to talk about, but that we all saw happen. I mean, that was, you know, yes. getting to watch like Scooney and those guys when I was a kid, like that meant a lot. And that was, that was really exciting. I also very clearly remember um, Chris Weber attempting to call a timeout. That's, that's pretty, uh, pretty early on there. Yeah. Too, where I, early nineties. I mean, uh, yep. So like, um, you know, games like that, I remember watching John Wallace go off in like a title game, I think it was. And uh, like watching that in my, in my bedroom, sorry, I'm in the concourse and they're wheeling stuff around here. Sorry about the noise. Um, uh, I remember watching him go off and, and like just praying that the, that he would last long enough that the Cavs would be able to draft him. And instead, they took some dude named Cydrunas Ogoskis, and I guess it turned out all right for him. But um, just a lot of the kind of little random specific memories to like certain players or certain teams that um, you know I was lucky enough to get to watch as a kid. 
Adam Jardy's with us, and you bring up that 1999 run, and I can remember that too just as a basketball fan wondering what the heck Auburn was doing as a one seed that year. They weren't really the powerhouse program in hoops since Charles Barkley was there, but you know to knock that team off, and they were very good, and then to beat St. John's on the way to the Final Four and you run into UConn, that was special. So no one's really expecting this Ohio State team as a seven seed to do something like that, but... What is the mood? What what are the vibes? I mean, having the open practice and getting to see these guys, what do you sense going into this Loyola game tomorrow? I sense that the vibes are shifting. Um, I sense that uh, from talking to the players and the more that I look at this matchup and with the expected return of Kyle Young and Zed Key, uh, I feel like um, there's a pretty positive vibe right now that this team, um, they know that most people have counted them out already. And E.J. Liddell said something to that effect. It was uh, the lead to my story that I I just finished uh, recently that should be online by now and should be in in Friday's paper. But um, basically that, like, they get Kyle back, they get Zed back, that this is a team that played really good basketball when it had those guys. And that, I mean, E.J. flat out said, you'll see a different team tomorrow than what you've seen from Ohio State recently. I think that having a chance to actually get some practice and a chance to – get a little bit healthier and just work on some things. And, and, you know, you look at, they played 12 of their games between lose February 6th or yeah, February 6th and March 6th. It's like 12, 12 of their 30 games came in the span of one month of the season. And when you factor in the cumulative effects of all those games, not getting to practice guys getting hurt. I feel like that page has been turned for this team. They, They went through that. Yes. There were bad parts. Yes. There's things that, um, there's still fatal flaws in this team, I believe, but there is a much better vibe right now around the Buckeyes as they get ready for this game on thir- on Friday than I think we've felt around them in, in about two, three weeks. Things seem to be picking up for them. Well, goodness, that's good news for Buckeye basketball fans. Adam Jardy, he covers the team, of course, for the Columbus Dispatch, and we know what confidence could be, and he's got the report that Kyle Young and Zed Key are going to be available Friday. We have the open practice, and there's smiles there. They're wearing their shorts and their basketball jerseys or their warm-up jerseys, not just sweats or anything, but they're, they're saying they were limited in what they were doing, and the final decision won't come until tomorrow, but we're good here, huh? Well, I, I was able to report Thursday morning shortly after I woke up we'll both be playing. I was told by a very good source that they're both good to go. They're both going to play. Obviously, I think it's it's unfair to hold them to the standard of uh, you've played every game and you're in a, in a good rhythm. Like, I expect there's going to be some rust. And, you know, they're not – you know, I don't know that either of them is going to be Ohio State's leading scorer on Friday. But I certainly think you add those guys into the lineup and you, you, you – at, you know, you, you take that effect on the rotation and you look at this Loyola Chicago team and they're not, they're not blessed with great, great size, especially down low. I just think that is such a massive impact for Ohio State. And I think uh, emotionally, too, you know, getting those guys back, um, there's a lot there to like about where that puts Ohio State from a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint as they get ready to play on Friday. Adam, do you have any inklings or any hopes with the extra rest that they could be a bit more effective than what the expectation is? Not just thinking about this game, but potentially against Villanova in a second rounder. Uh, well, we're assuming Villanova wins. We've seen that a two seed can lose every now and then in the NCAA tournament, but um, <laughs> we have. I, um, I, I think uh, Zed. I, I would expect maybe Zed to be a little bit further along, just because I think he's been able to do things a little bit more. Um, and obviously you got to be really careful when you're with, you're working a guy back from a concussion and um, 
and all that with, with Kyle. So um, what those minutes ultimately shake out like, I'm not sure. I think the good thing is that we have seen in the last couple of, couple of games that um, you can play Joey Brunk for a significant amount of time. And honestly, I feel like if you look at some of the, these more recent games, He's done really well in spurts, like maybe during the first half or whatever, but you don't want to play him. You don't want to have to play him 30 minutes. And I feel like if you're able to get 15 to 20 minutes out of Joey Brunk and he can uh, contribute the way he has in some of these recent games, and then you, you, so you take that and you add that on top of getting you know, all the things that you get from Kyle Young and you get, say you get 20 minutes from Zed Key and he's able to be a physical presence, like that gives you a lot of things you really like about that Ohio State front court. Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch is with us. The big news today, the report from him that Kyle Young and Zed Key are indeed going to be available Friday. So, I mean, I, obviously that's massive. We've seen how this team has slugged on without those guys. And th- th- for two forwards to change your metrics and your numbers that much, it's substantial. But I, I also think the other big thing is, is Ohio State going to get quality enough guard play from somebody outside of Malachi Branham to push this sure. team? Do you think that can happen in two games here this weekend? I mean, I think it can be better than what we've seen recently. And I, I think one of the things that, that I'm, I'm most interested as Ohio State gets this underway here is, you know, you're, you're talking about guys in Jamari Wheeler and Cedric Russell who have, are in their fifth years of college basketball and have never been in the NCAA tournament. I think that stuff matters a little bit. And, I mean, you can flip that and say, well, Loyola Chicago's got a bunch of dudes who have been to the Sweet 16 and, you know, some guys that were in the Final Four and, you know, the, the impact that that gives them. And I, I believe that's a thing, too. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy like, like Jamari especially who has taken such pride in trying to help this Ohio State team and, and, and to take advantage of this final year and play such a substantial role. I think you're going to get – I would be shocked if you don't get just maximum – Jamari, Maximum, Cedric, um, I think that that all makes an impact um, for, for this team, that, that you've got guys who know that this is, it's, it's win or go home. And there's no guy that's had a bigger smile on his face or has been, had more enthusiasm and excitement about playing in the NCAA tournament on this roster than Jamari Wheeler. And so I, I would expect that he's able to channel that in the right way. I don't, he's not going to morph into Mike Conley overnight, but <laughs> I think he can, he can be – you know, he can be an important part of that backcourt. And, you know, if, if he's able to just, you know, play a little bit more solid defense and if, um, you know, when you, when you add a, you know, Zed and Kyle back in the lineup, maybe that gives you a little bit more rim protection and suddenly uh, you're not giving up as many straight line drives as Ohio State has. And then, you know, that increases Jamari's confidence at that end. Like, I feel yeah. like... I feel like the, the, those could be very much tied together, too. Just anything, you know, anything else, just some kind of boost, elevated level of play on both ends of the floor from some of these other guards for Ohio State will be major. You just you just need to go, go deep in the tool bag and, and find everything that you have. So I'm 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 wondering, you know, Sister Jean, clearly she steals the show. She's going to be there. So Buckeye fans. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to be cool with seeing her 50 to 100 times on camera. And look, <laughs> I I think we all got to be on team. She deserves that. Give her her due. If you are like sick or have had enough of Sister Jean, I, you're probably going straight to hell. That's probably where we are right now. <laughs> if you have that opinion about her, have you tried to do? A, have you done a story about her? I hadn't seen yet because. I was told that she does do media. Uh, one of their assistant coaches we had on the show last night said that she does do a little of that stuff. 
She had a press conference yesterday, and she unfortunately, did? I was I was traveling. I wasn't able to to do the Zoom. I gotta um, watch it. I, I know, like when they made that Final Four run. I mean, I I heard from so many different reporters that I know who were there. I mean, it was a packed house. I mean, maximum capacity for like an interview room uh, just to to get some perspective on who she was and what she meant to the program and everything. Um, you know, th- these are the things that make college basketball what college basketball is. It's why you, we can talk for days about why the NBA has a better style of play and the obviously better athletes and all that, but there's so much of this stuff to college basketball that just endears it to me year after year. There's always another story. There's always another connection. There's always another person who might not even be on the court, but their presence impacts how we take in the game and how we experience this March Madness or just even a regular season game together. There's so much cool stuff that comes out of this sport on an, on an annual basis. The names change, the stars change, the coaches change, but it always draws us back somehow. And I do, that's when, when you get reminded of that and it's this time of the year and we got games on all day and there's, I, I keep saying it, there's nothing better. I just love this so much. Uh, and I'm so lucky to get to do this for a job. You and me both. And, they get a cool 102-year-old nun who's completely with it and knows basketball. We get a guy who wears all white, a cape, and a cowboy hat, and he signs the photos at Earl Bruce's funeral. And <laughs> Buckeye guy. We got to step our game up with the, with people like that, right, associated with the program. We could do better, but that that is, man, There's there's just so many other little – parts to this tournament that you remember you know whether it doesn't even have to be somebody that's a player for a team it's just about you know Loyola in general right making a final four making a sweet 16 here again you know teams that have to play in the first four and then ride it all the way to the final four like UCLA did last year I so I don't know about you Adam I I heard a clip of that great UCLA Gonzaga game last night I thought just the way that Jim Nance and Grant Hill and Raftery just called that, it was I was just giddy, like hearing it again. They just they were like kids watching a game when Suggs pulled up and drilled that. It was just such a great game for it to end. You usually don't hear Jim Nance acting like that. He's too buttoned up, right? He's too high and tight. Right. Yeah, the, you can just it, it touches everybody, and it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, you have to be the most cynical person out there to just say that this is all hogwash and, and whatever. I think that um, if you are willing to to kind of open yourself to the experience and to just take it in and to appreciate it for what it is, I think you're going to find something that will resonate with you. And I mean, you know, uh, you, mentioning that that call, which is such a great call, I I always love this time of year. You get like the the, the collages and the the uh, you know videos of. Uh, the highlights and whatever. And this year, I mean, CBS put out a video of NCAA tournament highlights set to Oasis's Live Forever, which, oh. I mean, I can't, I oh. can't prove to anybody that I didn't make that. Nobody, I have no alibi. Like, no, it doesn't matter what, what excuse I would make, nobody will believe that I did not make that clip because it is absolutely perfect. And it's those kinds of things that, that really get you. Like, last year when the tournament started and uh, there's a, CBS Sports um, Ion College Basketball podcast that I religiously listen to. Yes, Rothstein, uh, uh, Gary Parish, and Matt Norlander. Oh, geez. and dang, and they Whoops. and they put together um, a collage last year. It, it was the first podcast that they did when the tournament started, 
and it was all the clips, the news clips from 2020 of the tournament being canceled. And like, and you, so you listen to all that, and then like the March Madness music kicks in, and then they started pl- like playing highlights and things like that. I was listening to that on a run, and I started crying. <laughs> like it just like <laughs> to hear all of that uh, just really brought it back. And that's that's another thing I've had in mind walking around here and just kind of getting settled in Pittsburgh and, and taking in these games is that this is normal March Madness again. And it's, there's not, it's just, I'm just so glad it's here. I'm so happy to be part of this. Was the Bryce drew clip played there or the Ron Lewis shot? Uh, I would have to go back and listen. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just, it, it was truly something, man. You, are your boys into this now? I see you posting a lot of pictures of the fam on Instagram. Do they love it? Uh, I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, right. Right now we're real big into like the Titanic um, is big in our house. And, oh, um, okay. Like, <laughs> Legos and star Wars and, and all of that. Um, but uh, we do have for the first time this year, I mean, not the first time we've all filled out brackets, but this year everyone filled out brackets and we printed them off and they're hanging on the, on the door to the basement in our kitchen. So um, there's definitely a heightened awareness. And um, I got to have some of these talks with them this year, like kind of explaining how excited I am for this and how, you know, the, the downside of this might mean that I don't see you guys for a little while, and that's really hard, and that's always hard. But the upside of it is this is the best thing, and you guys can watch this at home, and we can all talk about it. We can kind of experience it together. And, um, yeah, we're we're working on it in the Jardy House. Let's put it that way. I love it, man. I'll tell you this. You know, you, you get that bracket pool going, and once they get interested in that – so, you know, my son, it's always, you know, kids are kids, right? So I think their attention span to just sit down and watch sports like we do when we become older. And especially when you and I, it's part of our jobs. We crave this stuff. So we're watching it left and right. But when these big events come around, you can see that that light go off in them and, and how cool this really is. And if someone's going to a game, they then want to go too. or if someone's doing a bracket deal, they want to do it, too. I I was uh, sitting in the kitchen the other night and I do a player pool now for the last, you know, okay. five or six years. It's fun. All you do is points. You pick 10 guys. It's a fantasy draft for the NCAA tournament. It's a lot of fun. It, you know, when your teams get bounced out, you still have something riding on it. And he wanted to do that. And he just out of the blue said like, dad, do you know anybody that could do a, a fantasy draft with us right now? And I just said, well, shoot, let me call, let me call pop up. You know, my dad, you know, I called him. He's like, man, Tim, I just don't, I don't know enough players like across the board. I couldn't jump in. And then I said, don't worry, Jack. Like I know a guy I can call. I could have called you. You'd have been able to do it knowing the, the guys, you know, but I called Colin Berenger, the guy I do the, the podcast with and yep. <laughs> who produces Rothman and ice. And he just picked up. I was like, I think he's just in sweats right now watching basketball on TV. So I'll call him. And we did a little three-man weave, so we have a bunch of studs, and we each picked 10, and there's 30 guys, and we banged it out in like 15 minutes just because he wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, Colin was cool to do that on a whim, literally just called him. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's go. Like, he had all his stuff from the real player pool from a couple nights ago, but that was great. I don't want to keep any longer, man. This is this is bled from the Buckeye Show to now on the Buckeye Show podcast feed. So I hope everybody appreciated this. And big stuff, man. Zed and Kyle. That's big. I mean, they've been basically both starters all season for Ohio State. So I'm picking these guys to upset the Loyola Ramblers tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Both teams today talked about sort of feeling like an underdog, which was interesting. Both Loyola and Ohio State, their players 
he kind of referenced that. And like one of the Loyola players said uh, he was someone had, had um, cited them as being the favorite. And he said he was surprised and like, it's there. You can definitely, I think either team can try to spin that narrative. Um, but I think right now you're Ohio state for what you've gone through the last couple of games. I think they definitely feel more like uh, the hunter than the hunted. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, terrible job by the NCAA for not making the sister Jean press conference more visible. Like I, I'm like looking for it. Like I'm searching <laughs> was, hard for it. I better, they better have that on their YouTube page. It was, uh, it was through Loyola. They, they was like a Loyola's um, athletic department put it on. Um, so it's probably somewhere on their webpage. Yeah. I need to see that on Google. I'm typing. The problem is she's done so much media in the past through these runs. That's what pops right. up when you type in sister Jean press conference. It's the ones from their big runs. And this one, as we hope it doesn't happen at all. This one clearly hasn't happened yet. Adam Jardy does a tremendous job. Big basketball guy, as you can tell, as he should be part of his job. And he's always, always said he's the luckiest guy on earth to be the beat guy for Ohio state hoops. And that's pretty cool. Enjoy the weekend, man. I hope we get it to Sunday. <laughs> I have a pretty good feeling that they will, but uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Absolutely, buddy.